Ricky Thompson Talks Football, brought to you by Alliance Bank Central Texas. Hey, Ricky, good afternoon. How are you, buddy? Hey, I'm doing good. Nothing going on, is there? <laughs> we, were just, we were just talking about that, how, how crazy this summer has been on a lot of fronts. I, I want to throw you a little curveball here, and I'm going to get your opinion on something. We were, you know, the draft was last night in the NBA. Four Baylor Bears get to, are on a roster, two drafted and two signed free agent deals. Scott Drew's on national television on ABC last night being interviewed and did a terrific job. Does, does that positive pub for the basketball program, does that help the other programs? Does it help women's basketball? Does it help baseball and football? I mean, that positive pub, in your opinion. Absolutely. I don't think there's any question. And is there ever a time when we need anything positive that we can get? And I think that is absolutely a positive. You're coming off a national championship. I think, obviously, when Scott and the Bears won that championship, what, April 5th? It seems like a week ago, yet it seems forever ago. I I don't think at that point we really knew how important it was. I mean, I, I was there. It was so exciting. What a fun, fun night to watch that happen. But uh, as it sits now with Scott and that type of publicity and the draft and particularly the first-round pick with Mitchell number, going number nine, I think it's huge. And, and the interview was huge. And any of that that's positive, in reference to Baylor, has to help. I don't think there's any question. I think everybody knows that the money's tied to football, but anything athletically that goes with that is very important. And if you look across the board at Baylor Athletics, guys, it's it's pretty strong. It really is. Ricky, we're kind of got a he said, she said deal going. I mean, Bob Bowlesby sends the cease and desist letter. ESPN responds with, we have engaged in no wrongful conduct and there's nothing to cease and desist. What do you make of all this? I mean, first of all, that is, I mean, it's newsworthy to me because I don't know that I've ever seen anything like that. A league sending a cease and desist to their television partner. Well, I haven't either. I don't think any of us have seen anything that resembles this before, the way the exits were handled, all of this that has come up since that point. But I don't know. All I'll say to that is where there's smoke, there's fire. And I think there's something to this. I don't think anybody knows exactly what it is except the parties that are involved. But I there's something going on there, Tom, and it'll be interesting someday when we all hopefully at some point hear the details of how this transpired, but just a lot going on on both sides. And I just, again, I think where there's smoke, there's fire. And I think there's probably something to this in some form or fashion, which none of us know at this point. Ricky, is there any way that the Big 12 can survive with the remaining members and, and maybe going and, and finding a couple of more to bring them in? Or is this league pretty much going to splinter apart? Well, your first question was, can we survive with the remaining members? And I think the answer to that is no. I think there's no question that this conference as the Big 12 has to add members, and I think they have to be – members that are going to add value, particularly for the television contracts. I think that's where it all ties in. It's We can say what we want. This is all about money. And it's going to have to be teams that will bring that aspect to a TV contract. And with that, 
I think you have to go to some other conferences and take teams away from there. I don't think you can just do the independence or the AAC, whatever it may be. I think you've got to get some schools out of some other Power Five conferences for the Big 12 to exist. I, that's my opinion. But as it stands, I don't think the eight can survive. And, and that's that's going to be a challenge, isn't it, Rick? Well, absolutely. And I, I think uh, that's why Mac Rose is – working about 15 or 16 hours a day right now is he's not going to leave any stone unturned. And if there's any angle to take, I think we're going to take it. We're going to follow it. And I don't think you can, I don't think you can get real focused on one route to take right now. I think you have to work them all because you don't know which one's going to work. Uh, I'm confident at the end of this, uh, we'll be okay but I think it's going to take some twists and turns to get there. And at this point, I don't think anybody can say where that will be or how it will turn out. Talking with Ricky Thompson and uh, talking football here on this, uh, on this uh, Friday afternoon. Ricky, uh, uh, it's almost like who's going to blink first. I mean, uh, Texas and Oklahoma have uh, been invited to the SEC, and they said, you know, they plan on honoring their deal, and they want to be good members of the Big 12 until 2024. You know, then uh, Bob Bowlesby says, hey, we're going to take good care of those student athletes and make sure they have a great experience through 2024. That's not going to happen. There's no way that Texas and Oklahoma are going to be in this league in 2024. Well, Believe me, Texas or OU has no intention of playing in this conference through 2024. They they have no choice to say that at this point, and I don't think the league has any desire for them to be here through 2024. So <laughs> I th- that that's all posturing, positioning. That's not going to happen. Uh, I, I would expect this is going to be the last year we see those two teams in the league. I think that Obviously, it's to the benefit of those remaining eight to, in some form or fashion, to hold their water to get the cash out of those two schools. Hopefully, the Longhorn Network is going to ante up to pay part of that to get Texas out more quickly. Uh, And if you're going to dissolve this thing, it would be nice to hold together long enough to get $160 million and divide it eight ways because that sure does make it a little more it helps with the pain, let's say that. But uh, the other side of this and the difficult part of this is I, I think we know that if one or two of these schools, including the one that's here in Waco with Green and Go, gets some kind of offer to go somewhere, it's going to be hard not to take it. And once you get that, I don't know what the number it is, five, six schools that have to remain for the money to come to the Big 12, but – once these things start to splinter, and that's what OU and Texas are depending on, they want the Big 12 to fall apart so they don't have to pay this exorbitant sum of money to the league, and obviously the league wants the money. So it, it's quite an issue with everyone that obviously, in Mike Rhodes' case, he wants to take care of Baylor. He wants to make sure that we come out all right, and I think, Mac is one of the key guys involved in this process with the Big 12. He's really one of the major voices in this thing. I think we're fortunate in that regard that uh, he has that position. But his job is to take care of Baylor, just like Holcutt's job is to take care of Texas Tech. So when do you – you want to be good teammates, but when do you 
take care of yourself. And that's just, gosh, I'm glad I'm not Matt. Let's put it that way. If this thing falls apart and splinters apart like we all think it probably will come down to, I know football steers the boat. But what about the other players in this? Basketball, baseball, softball, track and field, all the other sports. What happens to them and if if they have to go to a different league, well, I I think it's much the same as football. It's a whole different ball game. And and for Scott Drew, let's talk about just basketball since we were on that. Scott wants to be in a league where the schedule that he plays has a power ranking that helps with his seeding in the tournament, because that's been the benefit of the Big Twelve basketball wise both men and women, is the teams that we play help us build that resume for the NCAA tournament. Baseball, softball, all the same. Steve Rodriguez in baseball, he he plays, what, Texas, OU, Tech, these teams that are top ten annually, and you beat those guys a couple of times and your resume improves dramatically. So if these other sports, the same as football, go into – just say a league that's not power five it's harder to build that resume for the postseason which affects recruiting which affects money which affects tv contracts it's it's just it's all intertwined and, and it affects every sport although we still go back to the fact that football is what rules this because that's where the money is and that's where the tv contracts are all right, Rick. Uh, let, let's talk about some of the fun stuff. We've we've covered all that stuff. Let's Thank let's you. get to the good <laughs> stuff. We've got uh, high school football. We got college football starting next week, and we've got an NFL game next Thursday night. So, hey, it's time to do some X's and O's. Well, you know what it is, and right now, so far, we're going to do it with crowds in the stands. Isn't that going to be nice to go to a football game and actually? Uh, go to McLean Stadium and have more than 10,000 people in the stands. That's going to be fun. Uh, Of course, the Bears open at Texas State. I'm really excited to see what happens out there uh, with what I think is going to be a great defense. Offensively, we've got so many tools, but it's all going to come down to the guy taking the snaps. We don't know who that is. And Texas and Friday nights, I mean, you just (laughs) – You can't get past that. And let's throw that in there. I think that is another key to the survival of these Texas schools and the attractiveness of these other conferences is trying to get in this state to recruit. You've got Florida, Texas, then California, a distant distant third, and now Georgia's coming in slightly. But right now the SEC controls two of those. Uh, They're into Texas, so – don't think it's not important for some of these other leagues to get into Texas and have some schools that represent a state that has the best high school football in the country. Uh, so that's something that's to our benefit. But uh, who doesn't like high school football? I still think that when you get right down to it, <laughs> particularly now since college NIL rules, that's about the only amateur football we have right now is high school football. <laughs> That's exactly right. Hey, I, you know, I was just thinking you brought that up. Uh, why don't you make a call and, and, and get a couple of our old members back and we'll be fine. Go get Colorado and Nebraska to come back and, and you know, there's your, there's your league. 
Well, <laughs> I, I, if I'm guessing, I think probably those conversations are being had as well as mergers with other leagues, going to other leagues individually. I, I think you're talking about all that, Tom. I think that's part of the discussion. And uh, we know Nebraska has not fit very well with the Big Ten. Uh, the result has not been very good. Uh, they lost Texas recruiting when they went up there. We know that. And I think that is a huge factor in their lack of success since then. Uh, everybody else is doing it. I'd be calling every school in the country that I thought you might convince to come into this league. Why not? Doesn't hurt, does it, Rick? Hey, appreciate the time, and uh, we'll do it again next Friday afternoon. Well, hopefully we're going to be talking about football practice and scrimmages for high schools and football games, college season starting, NFL. Let's let's talk about good stuff. Yeah, let's yeah, let's talk about the stuff on the field. Rick, appreciate your time today. We'll talk to All you right. soon. That is a Ricky Thompson. All right, 446. We're 14 away from five. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Aaron Sexton. We're glad you're with us. And we're joined now by David Murphy, the former Baylor Bear, the former Texas Ranger, and now working with Ballet Sports Southwest. Hey, David, I know it's a busy day, and I appreciate your time today. Thanks so much for being with us. Oh, yeah, no problem at all. Always glad to be here. Let's dive into it, uh, and let's begin with the Rangers and what, they, what they've what they done uh, as far as the trade with for, for, for Gallo to New York, Kyle Gibson and Ian Kennedy to Philadelphia. It, talk Just talk us through that and how that process works. Is because, you know, I, I look at it and go, okay, major leaguers are going to these other teams and the Rangers are getting prospects. Is, is that the route to go when you're rebuilding? A hundred percent. You know, I think whether you look at the Astros in two, 2017, uh, you look at what the Cubs did in 2016, uh, a lot of these clubs were, were in a bad spot about five, you know, uh, closer to 10 years ago. But they said, they said, we're going to break this thing down completely. We're a bad team. We might have some hundred lost seasons, uh, but we're going to get some high draft picks. We need to hit on them. And uh, we'll, we'll develop a good young core, and then we'll go from there. So, obviously, the Astros did it with Altuve, Correa, Bregman, uh, those type of guys. And then the Cubs did it with Rizzo and Bryant um, and Baez. So, those are, those are obviously big names, and they won World Series off of that. So, that's, uh, that's kind of been the goal, and that's kind of been uh, what, what teams have talked about and put into place. And so for, for the Rangers, who are really, you know, they've kind of had to slowly build up their farm system, and, uh, and they're, they're getting there slowly but surely. Um, hopefully Jack Leiter really pans out, and they got a lot of these guys, whether it's Cole Wynn um, and, and so many names, so many similar names, uh, Josh Young, who are, who are great players that if they can get this young core up to the major leagues pretty much at the same time, uh, they're cost efficient, and, uh, and then that's when you make the trades in the other direction, when you acquire the major leaguers and when you, uh, you make a big free agent signing or two, and that's when you have yourself a, a championship-caliber baseball team. So, you know, I know it's hard for, for Rangers fans right now, and it's going to require a little bit of patience. Uh, but at the same time, this team is headed in the right direction. I, and I was going to ask when, 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 when you're in this process and the you know, and and you're trying to to acquire talent in 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 lots of pieces. 
are you looking to get guys, and I know it's a negotiation, but are you looking to get guys that are closer to major league ready, or are you looking to get guys that you can form on the other on the other end? You know, guys that you can kind of mold in your own uh, in your own program, your own system, if you will. Well, I would say your your first priority is getting the highest level impact player that you can get. Uh, but all the same, I think your timing, the timing is really important. You're trying to time it right so that all of these guys arrive at the big league level ready to make an impact around the same time, similar to the way that I mentioned the guys with the Cubs and the Astros. And so, you know, I guess I don't know how many people know the name Hans Kraus, and I just found out. I was, I was actually on the other line uh, when you guys called in, and I was listening to uh, a Zoom press conference with John Daniels and Chris Young, and and so that I had just found out that Hans Kraus was a part of that. Now Hans Kraus was a higher draft pick back in 2017, and uh, and he was a promising young pitcher that was pitching for Double A Frisco. So I was surprised to hear that they got rid of him. But from what I've heard, you know they got Spencer Howard from the Phillies, who similar is supposed to be a young pitcher. I believe he was a second rounder supposed to have really good stuff possibly top of the rotation type of stuff and and can be a guy that you can build around they also got two low-level minor league right-handed pitchers for him so it sounded like they had to include Hans Kraus in the deal to be able to get uh, a guy like Howard and eventually obviously they're talking about a guy that can be uh, maybe an anchor of this rotation in the next few years and be really a big part of this building process so I think it's it's really hard when you kind of quantify and, and try to add up who's who and what's what and just the timing of it all. When you look at these trades and these type of moves that the Rangers have made over the past couple of days, do you feel like that that may re-engage the fans more because of the fact that there is kind of a line of sight of what they're doing now? Well, I would hope so. You know, I don't, un- I don't uh, expect everybody in the fan base to understand the way that trades work. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's easy as a fan to make an emotional decision. So are there going to be fans that are upset that Joey Gallo is, is going to the New York Yankees? Absolutely. Uh, and, and is there a chance that that could uh, create something inside of them that makes them not want to be as much of a fan? Yes, the same thing happened with you Darvish, uh, people couldn't understand a few years back why you Darvish was traded away, but they got Willie Calhoun, who was a promising young prospect. I uh, believe the organization was going in the wrong direction that year. So, yes, it was the right time to trade you Darvish, and this is the right time to trade Joey Gallo. He's performing well. Um, his trade value is high. So they got four possible everyday major league players for him and that could have possibly have a huge impact on your organization so yeah these other guys are are names that we don't know and and patience is the big word that i just mentioned a little while ago because we live in a world where everybody wants everything now um so it could be a little while before the rangers are a playoff contender but hopefully um you know a good amount of these guys it's hard to expect each and every one of these guys uh, to make an impact at the major league level the way that you want them to. But hopefully, you know, between the seven players that we got in the two trades, hopefully four to five of them uh, can be an everyday major league player and make an impact. David, our buddy Max Munchie's team got a little better, didn't they, with the uh, acquisition of, of uh, Max Scherzer? 
Yeah, that's absolutely ridiculous what they were able to do, and they paid for it. You know, they they gave away their number one and their number two prospects, and and those are the type of trades that we used to see back in the day. Uh, they don't happen as much anymore. Teams value their prospects um, because of what I just said, because that's the way that you build a championship quality team. Um, but the Dodgers are in win now mode, and and you love seeing a team be aggressive. So. Man, I mean, those are two surefire guys that are going to help your organization win a championship. And so, as a Dodgers fan, you can appreciate that. That hey, we're gonna we're gonna compromise, and and maybe we're we're gonna give away some of our future. But you know, these guys are definitely gonna help help us win right now. And just because we got one championship doesn't mean we want to stop there. David, I know it's a crazy day, and I know you're busy, and I certainly do appreciate your time. Thanks for popping on with us and, and talking about this and, and getting us off the ledge because there was a couple of us in this room that are on the ledge, if you know what I mean. Uh, nope. No, no problem. It's been a fun day. I mean, I, I, I don't know how, how many times I've seen this amount of trades at a trade deadline. So, you know, free agency isn't what it used to be, and you don't see the trades you used to. So it was fun to see some guys switching uniforms. David, thanks. Drive safely. Enjoy the broadcast tonight. Thanks, guys. T- talk to you soon. That is David Murphy uh, with the uh, the Baylor Bears in 2003 and drafted by the Boston Red Sox. Ended up spending a lot of time in the outfield for the Texas Rangers and now part of what, what was Fox Sports Southwest. Now he's, it's Valley Sports Southwest. And- La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier with family pack of fajitas, enchiladas, and tacos. Order online or call ahead and get any of your La Fiesta favorites at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Stop by downtown in Waco at Way Cool Tacos in Union Food Hall. Way Cool Tacos located corner of Franklin and 8th Street. For a limited time, refinance your vehicle and have 90 days with zero payments. Only at Genco FCU. Refinancing lowers your rate and you pay less for your car. You can't pass on rates as low as 1.75% for 48 months. Apply online today. Annual percentage rate subject to change without notice. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. Go to GencoFCU.org. NCUA equal housing lender. My money, my future, my credit union. Genco. Five thirty-four. We're twenty-six shy of six. Drive safely, Tom and Ward and Aaron. We're glad you're with us, Ward. We had we had David Murphy on the program a little while ago, and, and one of the things that he talked about, he said he he re- he recognizes the fact that sometimes we, we don't want to be patient. Sometimes fans aren't patient. I, I don't know that we have a choice, but are you comfortable? with where the Rangers are from a front office standpoint, where the club is, where the farm system is. I mean, are they headed in the right direction in your opinion? I'm again, I, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to say, I think they are. I mean, it, it all sounds like it's a good idea and that's what you need to do to, to build this thing up. But the guys that they have now, we won't know the end result and, and for at least a couple of years probably. So you're telling me that we have to sit here and watch this bad baseball for at least two or three years? At least another year, another full year. And, and, and our answer is, well, they're getting better down on the farm. 
<laughs> we hope. <laughs> we hope. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm just, I'm asking. I mean, is there has to be some, and I'm not saying you cut corners and all that stuff, but there has to be a fast track to rebuilding this thing. Uh, I mean, there's got to be a way that you can. But they're not going to do that. They're that, not. It doesn't appear. I'm just saying there's got to be a way that you, when, you, when you're acquiring potential talent, that that potential talent is just that. I mean, it's close. It's not there yet, but it's close. Some of these guys are, aren't close that they're getting. And they're not going to be for a few more years. I mean, it's just that's the, that's the nature of the beast. So you give up your good guy. That's a proven big leaguer for if, a guy that you don't know. If you're going to get any better, you have to. That's how you do it. That's it, the only way to do it. Oh, you could you, you could, could buy free agents. You could. But, I mean, you bet if to go get those free agents, you better be close. You better have a chance. Because if you're going to spend all that money on a couple of free agents and put them with a bad baseball team, that's not going to change your baseball team. It's just not. No, I agree with you. Hey, uh, on the CNC Collision Center text line, by the way, the, the question is, would the SEC be interested in Baylor because of basketball? And the answer is no. No. It, it, this, is, this whole thing has nothing to do with basketball. Uh, it has everything to do with football and television deals. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, that's as simple as, as you know, as, as I can state it. It is about television revenue mm-hmm. and football and – television football revenue i mean you know they go right. together right. uh but that, that's what it's about it's about it's about the fall mm-hmm. it is a, it's not about winter uh and, and that's unfortunate i mean it's you just know, the way it, but the way it, it is in every conference well and that's i mean it's that's television has driven it to this mm-hmm. and so therefore that's that's the direction it goes i don't think any of the institutions said hey you know what let's make this all about football but Television has said, "Let's make it all about football." Well, and and because be that, honest, be honest though. I mean, the institutions feel the same way about their football program because there's a lot more people watching football than there is basketball. Look at the stadiums; there, there's more people there, and so I mean that's that's the that's the money grab for every university. That's right. where you make your money. And the university then says, "Hey, I can justify other programs budgets." Yes. And I can give this. the other sports more dollars because of Because this. of the television mm-hmm. revenue that we get out of our out of our football package right. and those 6 or 7 home games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that in that's it in a nutshell. I mean, well, whether we like it or don't like it, that's the world we live in now. Even take a team in the Big 12. you got Kansas Jayhawks. I mean, we all know that that's a basketball school mm-hmm. and, and basketball rules there. But would they like their football program to be the big man on campus? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why they keep trying. That's yeah. why Lance uh, Leopold is from Buffalo is there right now. Mm-hmm. You know, if they didn't give a darn, uh, they, you know, they, me they, and you and Aaron could go coach them. Yeah, or they would just – Shut down the football program. Yeah, not and, have and one. be done. But they, yeah, and you're right. They need backsides in seats, mm-hmm. just like everybody else does. That's why they hired Les Miles. Don't 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 make a mistake about it. No, they didn't hire you're him absolutely to, right to rebuild that program. They hired him to butts in seats. Yes, and to also kind of get it going in the right direction till they could get the guy they, that that well, they wanted. And fast recruiting. You need a name, and they had a name in in in, and that's, in Les that's, Miles. That's why he was there. Absolutely. Now it blew yeah. up in their face, 
But that's what the idea with well, him yeah. was. But and that was going to happen because of what happened mm-hmm. uh, at LSU. But they had no idea that that was going to happen. No, 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 absolutely not. And you couldn't look into that crystal ball no. and predict that. No, no way. Uh, but yeah, you're right. That's why Les Miles was there, and mm-hmm. and that and they need their football program. Don't don't think for one minute that Duke doesn't want their football program. They all want their football programs to be to be the cash cow and be the big you know the big mm-hmm. guy on campus right because that allows and affords them the opportunity to spend more money in the other sports particularly the non-revenue sports that's why you see these other schools go play the big schools for the payout in football you don't get those payouts in basketball when you go visit other teams you get it in football and so they go take their backside whipping and and cash that check and it's good for the entire university yeah you see all kinds of deals you see okay i'll play at your place twice if you'll play at my place once so there or hey i'll come i'll come to your place but you got to write me a check there's all kinds of deals that are done uh in in these non-conference games and you know one of the things that that i was thinking about and you you hear conversation about if this thing does expand to 12 teams and in the playoffs and there's a conversation about potentially reducing the regular season to 11 games, that's going to eliminate those, those, uh, let's, let's those, I call them fundraiser games. Mm-hmm. You know, when uh, incarnate word comes to Waco, that's an, you know, they're, they're getting a check. That's, that's a, a fundraiser that's a check game. Yep. Absolutely. Goes into the, goes into the budget mm-hmm. fundraiser game for uh, incarnate word. But there's conversations that those games could be eliminated. And, and, you know, where does that leave the group of five type teams and, and, you know, looking for looking for football games and looking for paydays? Well, they're not going to have them anymore. Those are going to be out the window. And so they're going to have to find another way to, to raise money and, and figure that thing out because teams aren't going to schedule it because of the fact, one, they won't have the opportunity, and two, those games will not enhance them to getting into the college football That's playoffs, exactly even right. if there's 12 in there. That strength of schedule becomes the utmost importance now. You've got to play somebody to be somebody. Yeah, you're 100% correct, which a lot of these schools will play these schools within their state, within their system, in fact, uh, to help them out. I mean, you know, could you see A&M playing Tarleton at some point? You know, because they're both in the A&M system? That kind of how ha- that's, you know, Texas is, you know, playing the Texas State, playing the UTEPs. Uh, and, and that's because that's part of the system. That's why those games, a lot of times, that's why those games were scheduled, mm-hmm. you know, to help teams within their state that are within their, their system. But as you point out, if once we move to this 12, and I think we will, now it may be tabled because of all of this realignment stuff, that it may slow that process I down. I think it's going to speed it up. You think? Honest. Yeah, I think it's going to speed it up. I think we get to the 12 teams a lot faster now. Well, they better boogie, uh, but they the television package says that it's not going to speed up, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think they they amend that package and they get it to the twelve teams sooner than later. I think that was part of the reasoning behind all this, and it, it's I think it's a long long game for ESPN, but I think that uh, consolidating their power that they have over conferences and getting to a twelve team playoff that's mostly going to contain teams from those conferences is their end game. Well, and, and it's – but still, make no mistake about it. You, you, There's some validity to that, but it's still about eyeballs. Make, think about this. CBS was paying about 55, 55 to, to uh, the SEC 
ESPN's paying three hundred. So it, it it better have better ratings than CBS, theoretically, don't you think? I mean, so they could go to the Home Depots and whoever else is buying advertising on those games and saying, look, look how many households we're in. They better be in more households than they were in. They will be because of the product that they have. And the addition of Texas and Oklahoma. That's why that they went was, and got them. That's why they went and got them in the first place. I mean, that that's what they're banking on anyway. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that is exactly what they're banking on is eyeballs. It, it's about it's about television ratings. And, again, ESPN, they paid a bunch of money uh, to, to the SEC, a lot more than, than CBS did. And, and, again, Ward, as you know, you, you got to preface this by saying these are articles that, that we're reading, and, and we're assuming when we read all of these stories that the content is 100% correct. So, right. I mean, you know, you, there's no guarantee that everything we read about a contract between CBS and the SEC is 100% correct, but mm-hmm. you would you would think that most do their due diligence and, and, and check their sources before, before going to press, but there's no guarantee. But anyway, bottom line is ESPN – paid the SEC a ton of money to be the exclusive television partner. There's no, no that 230 window was a, was the CBS window. ESPN had the SEC network and they had some night games mm-hmm. and CBS had that 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 exclusive 230 Saturday afternoon window. And and now they don't. I have a question for both of you. It, it made me chuckle when I heard it. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm, I, it, it probably was annoying, but Oklahoma acted like a really big factor was it. That the, 11 o'clock the 11 o'clock game. It was such a minor factor. Guess what? There's 11 o'clock windows on the, in the SEC, and that's 11 o'clock Eastern time, 10 o'clock Central time. Mm-hmm. Get ready. That, I, I think that's garbage, uh, personally. But they also know that Oklahoma – will probably find its way into that 230 window too, Ward. I mean, they uh, will because they're going to be they're going to step into that conference as one of the favorites. strong teams. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, I, if you had to rank that conference right now and Texas and and OU were in it say this year, they would probably top probably four? well, they'd probably be number 2 in my book. Really? Yeah. They probably be number two. Alabama be one. Alabama's going to be one, and, and they got to be one until they're until until, until somebody, somebody them beats them. Yes, yeah. And I'd put OU right behind them. Welcome to the SEC. Mm-hmm. So they'll get that two thirty window. Yeah, sure. that, they're, that they're wanting. But my point being, CBS had that had the that, and that was the attractive window. I mean, when you stop and think about when you were young and you watch college football on Saturdays, mm-hmm. it was Keith Jackson. In that two thirty window on ABC. ABC, that was it. I mean, that was your baby right there, and uh, and so that two thirty window on Saturday afternoon is coveted, mm-hmm. and it and it always belonged to to CBS. Vern Lundquist was on the play by play, and then he retired. And I'm trying to remember uh, who replaced him, but anyway, Gary Danielson was the the analyst, and uh, that that was the two thirty window. And but now that two thirty window is going to belong to to ESPN, and they pay dearly for it. And if you're going to pay dearly for something, then you gotta you've gotta you've gotta get a return on your investment. 
And it ain't about breaking even either, partner. It's about making some money. So we'll see how that all goes. It's a 547, 13 away from 6. You want to jump in with us? We'd love to hear from you on the CNC Collision Center text line at 254-662-1660. That's 254-662-1660. So you can, uh, you can be a part of the the uh, conversation on our CNC Collision Center text line. Let's uh, see what we got here on the CNC Collision Center text line. Uh, will there be a limit of the number of schools from one conference? I don't think so. I mean, no. no. I mean, it could be all SEC schools. There could want. be a there could be a league of thirty-two mm-hmm. called the SEC. I well, mean, I, I think, don't know. I think he's asking about the college football playoffs. Will there be a limit? Will there be a limit on the number of schools? Yeah, from one? Oh, oh, I see what he's saying. In in the in the deal of uh, in the in, in the twelve in the twelve. Well, I think what you're looking at right now is conference champions. That's that's the idea. That's yes. what they're floating out there. Yes, conference champions, and then the at large bids. Right, and you'd have what? Uh, I'm trying to think. And then and then you're having a, you're going to have at least one spot reserved for the the group of five. I think that was part of the conversation. There's a there's so to answer your question, it's yes and no. I mean, you could see two, three from the SEC technically. I mean you, you probably will. And you probably will. But they do there are there are gonna be some this is gonna give everybody re, realistically, this should give everybody an opportunity to prove on the field that they belong in the field of in in the group of twelve in this in this playoff. But do you think that the end game for the SEC is to have four 16-team super conferences and tell the NCAA, thanks but no thanks? I don't know if that's the end game. And then have their playoffs from those teams? I don't no, know. I, I, they won't. I, 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 and here's the problem you're going to have. If, if you're the SEC, you're going to start beating yourself. You know, uh, if, you, if you're playing each other, then there's going to be some losses involved in that. I mean, and, and so that should open the door for – for other opportunities, but I guarantee you, if they you, go to the four super conferences, that's the only teams that are going to get in. That's exactly right. It's th- th- you're going to have the haves and the have-nots then, mm-hmm. and, and then they're going to tell everybody else go have a good time mm-hmm. uh, and go find something else to do. Yes, and, and you're talking about twelve teams coming out of those that group of what sixty-four teams, something like that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean you got four four leagues of sixteen, and, and that's the only teams that are going to come out of that. Oh, that's the only ones that get a chance. Well, right, and that's and those are going to be what are perceived to be the elite of the elite in college football, and it's going to be based on college football. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're going to have four super conferences, and you know what is what is the trickle down effect to other sports when you do something like that? I don't know. It it, it won't be the same for them. However, but it will be all of this is going to be based on television and football. Right. So your 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 group of 16 and you and and you'll probably, you know, you're right. You one those those 12 teams will come from those 64 teams. Yes. Everybody I mean, else is out. So and so you're you, there's where They'll have to take a look at what they do with the other teams uh, as far as bowl games. They'll, and They'll go to bowl games. That's it. If those bowl games are still in existence. I mean, stop and look at how difficult it is for those bowl games, those early season bowl games, to survive and thrive. Well, they survive because ESPN pays them. That's exactly right. That's content right. for them. So they pay for it. 
that's why these that's why you have the weed eater bowl and the famous Idaho potato bowl and all the other now junk hang bowls on that that's one there. of my favorites in yeah, your well anyway but yeah so you'll have those games and but again there's not there's there's just not much audience for those games no and there never will be but that's content for ESPN, and they're going to keep them going. And there's 17 different platforms that they have Absolutely. on ESPN. Absolutely. So, again, there's more questions to all of this than answers. But is this the first step of the field of the uh, of the four super conferences? I think it is. I mean, you're, you're going you're going to have one already. Once Texas and Oklahoma transition to the SEC, whether that's next year or in 2023 or 2025, you're going to have. Super Conference number one. What do the other three look like? We'll see. All right, we got to get out of here. Uh, we got Ranger Baseball coming up at the bottom of the hour at 630. John Morris is standing by with today's Big 12 preview, and I believe he's previewing the Baylor Bears. Thanks for being a part of the program. We will see you on Monday right here on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. Today, a look at the 